Thank you for listening to the Cathedral Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. The birthing process. We know that a normal birth requires the head to go first. A breech birth is when a baby is born bottom first instead of head first. Around three to 5% of pregnant women at term have a breached baby. Now we know that a breached birth is a dangerous thing. A breached birth can be dangerous for the new life. With a breached pregnancy, the physician, in order to have a normal birth, has to re position the head, a breech birth. You have to reposition that baby or else you can put that baby in danger. The physician has to turn the head. And as we're getting ready to go into a new year, we have to reposition ourselves. If we're going to give birth to the things that God has placed inside of us, we're gonna to have to reposition ourselves. In many cases, in most cases, we'll say in all cases, it begins with the head. You have to turn the head. Look at somebody and tell them, turn your head. Turn your head. The reason for this is because the position of your head will determine how you enter the new year 2020. The position of your head will determine how you enter in to this new year. Charles Swindoll gave us the statement, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Now look at that. 10% of life is what happens to you. And yet that 10% for the most part cripples us. 90% of life is your attitude, your head, how you react to it. It's a powerful thing when a Christian really understands that scripture in Romans, all things, not all things are good, but all things can be good if you'll just let him. All things work to the good. If you'll let God get involved in your mess, he'll work it to your good. He'll turn that thing around and you'll come out of it and you'll be a better person on the other side than you were when you started. All things can work to the good. Romans chapter 12, verse two reads, be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. A transformed life, according to Romans 12, begins with the reformation of how you think. Is that what he said? He said, Inward transformation by the Holy Spirit happens by reformation of how you think. So the point is, change your mind and you can literally change your life. It's time for some of us to lose our minds. Mm. Change your mind and you can change your life. Life. Repeat after me, I've changed my mind. Let's title this today, Go Head First. Pray with me. Father, we ask you to bless the reading of your word. Holy Spirit, speak to us today. 
We're getting ready for a new year, and I'm asking you now, Father, to help us to turn our heads, to reposition ourselves so that we can give birth to what you have dropped in our spirits. Father, help us today. If we don't do this, things can get dangerous. Things can be at risk. But Holy Spirit, today, you're gonna turn our heads and we're gonna change our minds. We pray it in Christ's name and everybody said? Three points and I'm out of your way. Number one, let's talk about the possibilities of a changed mind. Romans 12, two. I broke this down into three parts and I want you to notice these three parts of this one verse. Number one, look at this. Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Number three, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. I wanna start out by saying this to you, that you can change the direction of your entire life by simply changing your mind. Think of the possibilities of that right now in this moment, that you could change the direction of your entire life simply by changing your mind here this morning. One thing could set you on a new pathway. One thing could set you on a new course. You could go into 2020 with a whole different outlook, with a whole different pathway if you would simply change your mind. So let's take and break down Romans chapter 12 and verse two. He said, stop imitating the ideals and the culture around you. Listen to this, a word. How many knows that words are powerful? In the mouth, the tongue is the power of life and death. That's why we say to you often, be careful what you say to people. Be careful what you say over people because a word is a seed that impregnates people with a false image that must be aborted before it gives birth and you become what they spoke over you. Think about that. People can cripple you with words. People can criticize you. People can release words into your spirit. They can get down in your soul and it's like a seed. And if you don't abort that thing, you can give birth to it and become what they spoke over you. You have to be careful. You have to guard yourself. The Bible says to guard the heart because from it springs up life. You have to be careful what you allow people to speak over you and in you. You've got to filter that stuff out. Be careful what they've said over you. If it's got a hold of you, you need to abort that thing right now. This morning, you need to abort that thing. Abort those words. Abort that thought and get that out of your system. You need to stop imitating the ideas and the culture around you. I don't care what they said. I don't care what they think. I don't care what they are doing. This is a, we're not, we're not a, a, a subculture of this world. We're a counterculture. Listen, you got to get that stuff off of you. The negativity of this world, the depression of this world, the defeated mind of this world. You need to get that stuff off. You and I need to rise above the culture of this world. We're not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. John said, love not the world, neither the things in the world, because if you do, it's going to choke out the love of the Father that's in you. 
Guys, this stuff in this world today can put its fingers around your throat and choke the very life of God out of you. You have got to shake that off. You have got to stop imitating the way you grew up, the way your parents did things. You need to shake that off. I'm not saying all things. I am talking about the negativity in your past. I'm talking about the bad experiences of your childhood, childhood problems that become adulthood issues. You need to let that go. The negativity that was spoken over you when they said you were stupid or dumb or ugly or fat or never amount to anything. The things that people said to you, you've got to get that out of your head because it's crippling you. Stop imitating the ideals of the past. Notice this. Verse, in verse uh, uh, Romans 12, 2, the second part, he said, look, inward transformation takes place by reformation of how you think. I said it to you before. You can't live a positive life with a negative mind. You can't do it. If your mind is wrong, your life's going to be wrong. You think small, you're going to live small. You think down, you're going to go down. You think up, you're going to go up. You think big, you're going to live big. You got The battle that you have is right here. It's right here in the mind. It's in the mind. The enemy comes in and he twists it. He'll twist it. He'll implant negative thoughts. And those negative thoughts are seeds that you need to abort. He'll tell you that you can't. He'll tell you that people won't. God never will. And it will, it will warp your thinking and keep you from becoming the man or the woman that you were intended to be in Christ Jesus. That's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. Why did he say that? Because he was pushing against a mindset that said he couldn't. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That tells me he was in a battle for his mind. The enemy told him, you can't. But Paul rose up and said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, the transformation of your life begins with the changing of your mind. It starts right here. Number three in this verse, he said, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a perfect life. Understand that your body, the movement of your life follows your head. Understand your body will go where your mind thinks. Your body will go where your head goes. Your eyes are in your head. Your vision is in your head. You need to realize that it starts up here. The way you think is the way you're going to live. The way you think is where you're headed. Understand that the movement of your life will follow the way you think. The movement of your life will follow where your head goes. I remember as a little boy, my mother would take me and she'd say to me, you can do anything you set. You can do anything you set your mind to. If you think it, you can have it. You gotta set your mind. And if you set your mind to it, you can have it, you can do it. But it starts in the mind. The battleground is in the mind. It's up here. Your body, the movement of your life is going to follow your mind. Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think, you shall be. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. As you think, so shall you be. 
your body, the movement of your life, the actions of your life, the direction of, of your life will follow the head. You've got to go head first. An outward change or an outward expression of your life begins with an inward transformation. You've got to be transformed on the inside and that begins with the way you think. The Bible says, you have the mind of Christ. Let that mind be active in your life. Let that mind, let that mind work in your life. The change you're looking for begins in the way you think. The change, it starts on the inside, a transformation, the way you think. Your mind is going to set the course of your life. The possibilities of a changed mind. If you can stop seeing the glass half empty and see it as half full, if you'll stop seeing the world as against you and see that God is for you, if you'll just change the way you think, get up every morning instead of saying, oh Lord, it's morning, get up and say, good morning, Lord, and start your day. Start your day by believing God's best for your life. Right here, right here. It starts right here. 10% of what happens to me as opposed to 90% of how I perceive it, how I react to it, how I think. 90%. Think about that. We can change the world. We can change the world if we would get our head straight. But we've got to go into 2020 head first. You got to go in head first. You can't go in backwards. And that's what's pro that's the problem with many Christians is the backward thinking of Christians. We've got to rise up. The Bible said in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, you're the, you're the head and you're not the tail. You can lend instead of borrow. You can be the leader instead of the follower. Listen, we can do this. Listen, I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm talking about get your stinking thinking straight. That's what I'm talking about. Paul said, if there's anything good or pure or righteous, think on these things. Get your mind straight. Let the mind of Christ work in and through you. The transformation that you're looking for, it starts here, it starts here. The mind, you gotta change the mind. You gotta see it. He said it, be transformed through the renewing of your mind. Is that what Paul said in Romans 12? Be transformed by going to church more. Going to church is good. Be transformed by working harder. Working is good. Come on. He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let Holy Spirit renew your mind. Let Holy Spirit, through the word of God, renew your mind and change that thinking. The possibilities of a changed mind. There are people in this room and watching on the web right now because of things that have been spoken over you, because of things that have been done to you, because of things that you've done, because of the past, that stuff has gotten a hold of your mind and you're defeated and you're a victim and you think I can't and you, you, you stop trying and you stop living. But I'm here this morning to challenge you to live. 
and to live life to its fullest, to get up every morning as Martin Luther King did, tomorrow will be an MLK day. But he got up and he said, I see an injustice and I can make a difference. And one man made a difference. I wanna challenge you to make a difference in your lifetime. Don't waste your life. Change your mind. You can, you can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let me talk to you about the power of a single thought. If you can transform your mind from negative to positive, from death to life, from carnal to spiritual, if you can change your mind through the washing of the word, and then you need to understand the power of just one thought, just one, Hebrews 11, faith, empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created through the power of God's word. Did you know that you are one thought away from changing your world? One thought can change your world. The Bible says that God had a thought and he said, let there be light. The Bible says that God had a thought and he said, let us create man in our image. He had a thought and with one thought, he changed the world. Think about this, one thought. You're one thought away from changing your world. Hebrews 11, the first thing there I want you to see is that what can you see and what are you thinking is the question. Now he said faith empowers us to see the universe was created by God's word. So I wanna ask you, what can you see happening in your world? What can you see happening in your church, your, your community, your business, your family, your life? Can you see it? You're not gonna get it if you can't see it. Pastor Suzanne mentioned earlier the word that God said to Abraham, Abraham, lift up your eyes and see, and everything that you can see, and everything that you're willing to walk out, I'll give it to you. Can you see it? Can you see God moving in your family? Can you see God moving in your business? Can you see God moving in your church, your community, your nation? Can you see it? Can you see God using you? Can you see God using your children and your children's children? Can you see it if you can see it? If you can see it, you can have it, but you gotta see it first. You gotta lift up your head, lift up your eyes, and look and see, and what you see and what you're willing to occupy, you can have it. George, go get it, go get it. You gotta go get it though. You gotta go get it. Sitting on your couch, eating Doritos, and watching somebody else live their life is not, listen, listen. why don't you quit watching The Bachelor and go find your own man, go find your own woman. Why don't you quit living vicariously through them? You ain't got no romance, well go get some romance. You're nothing more, than, mm, I'm not saying just that, but sometimes America's become voyeurs. Oh, we, lo we love reality TV because I get to look into your home and see how you live. I don't care how you fold your underwear. I've got my own life to live. Quit looking into other people's world and go build your own world. 
We're so taken up with celebrities and how they live and what they drink and where they eat and what they wear. I could care less. I could care less. Come on, turn that stuff off and go build a life for yourself. Mm, don't know where that came from. I'm leaving for Africa though. That's a good thing. What can you see? What do you see for your life? Do you see a future? Do you see a future? Do you look into 2020 and do you see a future for your family, for your church, for your community, for your life? Are you dreaming about tomorrow? Ah, oh, good Lord, I can tell you. I've said it before, you can tell when you've gotten too old is when you have more regrets than you do dreams. Don't quit dreaming. Moses was 80 years old. Abraham was 100. Think about it, I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. I got more dreams in front of me than I do regrets behind me. I got some living to do. I got some living to do. Come on guys, you gotta live. You gotta see. And you gotta stop and ask the question, what am I thinking? What am I dreaming? Where's my imagination taking me? I'm talking about in Christ Jesus now, okay? I'm talking to spiritual people. We're talking about the mind of God. That's what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not just so you can have a prayer language. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is to be filled with the life of God, where I think what God thinks. I know what God knows. I feel what God feels. I say what God says. I do what God does. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. To be a man or a woman of God is to be a vessel through which he expresses himself through. And I wanna ask you this morning, what do you see and what are you thinking. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Where whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. I remember old brother Clendon for years preaching, if man can think it, man can have it. If he can think it, man can have it. And it's true. Whatever the mind can conceive and then believe it, it can achieve it. One single thought Bible talks about create. He said here in Hebrews 11, he created, he created the universe. The word create in the Greek means to initiate something, to bring something into existence. So you and I, remember in the beginning, God Elohim, Hebrew Elohim, creator God, had a thought. And he said, let us make man in our image. And it changed my world. So, created in Elohim's image, we are instinctively creative, and it's time for you to initiate something. You need to initiate something. You need to start something. You need to have an original thought. Oh my Lord. Somebody, the, listen, the church should be the womb of creativity. Original thoughts should come out of the church. We don't need to follow the world. The world needs to catch up to us. Listen, Elohim is in the room. He's the creator God. We need to have creativity. We should be putting out the best singers, the best actors, the best entrepreneurs, the best engineers, the best electricians, the, be the best plumbers. We should be the church. But the problem is the church won't start thinking. You gotta have an original thought. And the church has gotta stop being afraid. You need to initiate something. 
I grew up in a time when it was a temptation to go into isolation. You know, we're holding down the fort until Jesus comes. I believe Jesus is coming back. I believe that. I believe that. But Jesus said, until I return, occupy. Occupy. I don't want to just hold down the fort and hide, cowering in the corner, afraid of the world. I want to come out. I want to come out bold. I want to come out loud. And I want to occupy. I want to take over ground. I want to take back what the enemy stole. We don't like movies, then let's send Christian young people to Hollywood to make some Christian movies. We don't like music, then let's send some Christians to Nashville to put out some Christian music. If we don't like what it looks like, let's change it. But we gotta come out of hiding and stop isolating ourselves and let's take back what the enemy stole from us. We need to inspire our young people to have an original thought to be creative. My God, somebody needs to initiate something. We ought to be starters, pioneers, cutting edge. Get out there and do something. Live life. We gotta do it. Initiate something. Look in Hebrews 11. He said, he spoke creativity. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to everything that you see. I want you to know that change in the world around you begins with changing the way you think. You can change the world around you. Change the world around you by the way you think. Think if a man of the house, if a woman of the house has a mind shift, if they turn their head, if they change their mind, think how that would impact their children. Instead of teaching their children the glass is half empty, they teach them it's half full. Instead of giving them fear, they give them faith. Instead of giving them, uh, 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 instead of teaching them not to trust people, they teach them to step out boldly and believe big and believe that people will receive them. Think about that. Think what we could do to our children if we could just change our minds. You can change the world around you simply by changing your mind. Faith allows us to see that God hid the seeds of creativity within the universe. Now listen, faith allows me to see that God hid the seeds of creativity. Elohim, I'm created in his image. I should be creative because my father's creative. And so we need to see that hidden in the universe are the seeds of creativity. He gave us lightning, man harnessed electricity. He gave us petroleum, man developed fuel. He gave us cotton, man designed clothes. That's what I'm saying. And we look at the universe and in the universe, Elohim has hidden seeds of creativity and he's waiting for the sons of God to find them. He's waiting for the sons of God to have an original thought, to initiate something, to start something, to do something, to rise up and be everything they, they were meant to be in and through Christ Jesus. Listen, guys, we got to wake up the church today. We got work to do. Jesus is coming back. But until he does, I want to occupy. I want to save some souls. I want to change some cities. I want to turn some things around. I want to go into 2020 with perfect vision. But in order to do that, you got to turn your head. You can't go in that thing backwards. You got to get your thinking straight and go head first. 
because everything else will follow your head. All design, farming, housing, transportation, clothing began with a single thought. Think about that. Just one thought. Someone just paused, had an original thought. They initiated something by simply saying, why not? Think about that. They dared to challenge the status quo. They dared to think outside the box. They dared to think, to see differently than everyone else. Like a key, one thought can open up the world. And I dare you to think. I dare you to. I dare you to think. I dare you to have an original thought. I dare you to initiate something. I dare you. Wow. One single thought. So today's question is simply this. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking about your life? What are you thinking about your future? What are you thinking about the kingdom of God? What are you thinking about now, here and now, and what God wants to do? God created it, now you go and design it. God created lightning, now you go and design and harness electricity. God created it, now you go and design it. And that's the church. Oh, we gotta think bigger, guys, than what we've been thinking. We gotta think bigger. We gotta start thinking bigger than what we've been thinking. We're not in here hold up, just trying to hold on, you know, hold on. Hold on till Jesus comes. Hold on to nothing. Get out of here. Go out there and change the world. Occupy until he comes. Take back, amen? The possibilities of a changed mind the power of a single thought? Number three, let's talk about a transformed mind. Romans 12, two, again, broken down. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The word conformed here in the Greek means to conform oneself, your mind and your character to another pattern. Conformed means that I let other people's opinions shape my identity. Conformed there means I allow the culture around me to change me instead of me changing the culture. That's what it means. And he said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by changing the way you think. The word transformed there, as you know, is metamorpho, which is our word metamorphosis. It means to change into another form to transfigure as Christ on the mount. When, he, when the father came down and he was transfigured on the mount and the three disciples saw him and the glory of God was radiating through him. That's what that means. So don't be conformed to this world and the way they think and their negativity and their defeatist, their defeatist mentality and their depression but he said, be you transformed by allowing the glory of God. Be transformed. Your life should be a reflection of his. Your life should bring honor to him. 
Your life should bring glory to God. That's why it is a crime for Christians not to live their life to its fullest, not to be the best they can be in and through Christ Jesus. I'm not talking about the success of this world. I'm talking about being the man or the woman of God that he called me to be. I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to allow my life to bring glory to his name. Think about that. Think about that. God said to Israel, I am going to bless you and I'm going to keep my covenant with you. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna bless you because this becomes a sign to all the other nations that you are my people and the way you live is a reflection on me. Whenever, whenever, and, and Numbers 14, as I mentioned to you the other day, whenever uh, God said to Moses, I'm gonna destroy all of Israel at Kadesh Barnea and start over with you. Moses says, no, 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 no. He's saying, look, we can't do this. Look, you, this, if you can't get Israel from Egypt to the promised land, if you can't get them through the wilderness, then, he would, then God was, excuse me, Moses was saying to God, this is gonna be our bad reflection on you. Listen, guys, it doesn't serve God anything for you to be in poverty. Now, we're not talking about prosperity preaching. We believe in the blessed life, though, that God wants to bless my life because my life is a reflection on him. Think about it. He said, take no thought for tomorrow. Don't worry about what you wear, what you eat, da-da-da. He said, doesn't even the birds of the air, the sparrows, they, they don't worry, and yet I take care of them. Listen, when we worry, it's a bad reflection on him. It's like, uh-oh, God's not gonna take care of me. Our father will take care of his children. We have to be careful. We have to live our lives in such a way as to bring glory to him, transformed and not conformed. So looking at Romans 12, the first part of that, he said, do not be conformed, be transformed. Listen, stop trying to change their minds out there and learn to transform your thinking. But pastor, you don't know what people are saying about me on my job. You don't know what my family says about me. You don't know what my friends say about me. Stop, stop trying to change their mind and transform your thinking. Their thoughts did not make you and their thoughts can't break you. Rejection, we said it the other day a few weeks ago, rejection is not the end of the matter. God has the last say. You say, Pastor, I have a, a dream to start my own business, but I've knocked on five banks and they've all turned me down. We'll knock on number six. Rejection isn't finality. God has the last word. If God put that in you, now there's a, there's a point there. If God put it in your spirit to start a business, keep knocking till you find the door that opens. One closed door is just one step closer to the open where God wants you to be. It's a process of elimination. So stop worrying about their opinion and transform your thinking. Change the way you think about it. Because as we said earlier, 10%, 90%. 
10% of their opinions, I can't change, but 90% of the way I feel about it, I can. Change your thinking. Jeremiah 29, for God said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the thoughts. I know the thoughts that I am thinking towards you. I asked you this question a couple months ago. So what does God know about you and your life that you don't? And that is for you to discover. What was it? Is it Ecclesiastes? He said, it is God's responsibility to hide things and it is the responsibility of kings to search it out. So I want to ask you, what is God thinking? What does God know about you and your life that you don't know? What does God know about my future that I don't know? What is God thinking about my tomorrow that I'm not? I've got to find it out to find the mind of God for my life, to understand his thoughts for me. What does God know that you don't? And see, this is why prophecy is so important because I've said it before that the spirit of prophecy transports us from where we are to where God needs us to be. A word from the Lord can change everything. The spirit of prophecy in the house can shift things. It can shift people to start businesses, to start a ministry, to go to school, to do this, to take a new job, to move here, to move there, to do this. Prophecy can help us, to help us to shift from where we are to where God needs us to be. First Corinthians 2, but as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, the heart of man can imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. What is God, what is God thinking about me and my future? Holy Spirit will find out for me. Listen, Holy Spirit will search the deep things of God. Holy Spirit is the greatest search engine in the universe. And he searches the fathomless depths of the Father's heart concerning you. Holy Spirit will seek out the depths of the Father's heart concerning your life. And in those moments of worship and prayer and intimacy, Holy Spirit will whisper those things to you. Holy Spirit will give you secrets secrets. Jesus said to the disciples, I've got kingdom secrets I want to give to you. Years ago, back in maybe 10, maybe 10, 11, 12, I preached on the whispers of God. And I talked about how that Holy Spirit, he wants to tell you a secret. He wants to tell you a secret about your life about your future. He searches out the fathomless depths of the Father's heart and what he's thinking about you and your future and Holy Spirit wants to reveal that to you. It says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Man can't even imagine what God has for them but Holy Spirit is searching it out. He is searching out the depths of the Father's heart and he wants to reveal that to you. Holy Spirit is the greatest search engine in the universe. He'll search it out and he'll find it. He'll find it. The spirit-filled Christian life should be the results of revelation, of revelation, of revelation. My life should be unfolding in front of me. The results of revelation. Will God reveal this to me? Will God reveal that to me? Well, God showed me this. Holy Spirit told me that. That's why I've said to you so many times, I don't want to preach another sermon. I'm Done. I've done the sermons. I do want to bring a message to you, though. I want my messages to come out of revelatory knowledge. I want, while in prayer, Holy Spirit speak to me and say, tell my people this. 
Tell my people going into 2020, they gotta turn their head. Tell my people going into 2020, they gotta change their mind. Tell my people going into 2020, there is nothing they can accomplish if they'll simply let the mind of God work through them. If you think it, you can have it. If we'll let Holy Spirit give us the secrets of the kingdom, there's nothing we can't accomplish. Gotta think it. You gotta think it. The spirit-filled life should be the result of revelation. Hebrews, Hebrews again. Or excuse me, Romans, I apologize. He talked about you gotta prove the will of God. You gotta prove what the will of God is. You've gotta say, this is the will of God. And, and this, is, this is who God is. That's what he's talking about there, proving the will of God. We've got, to, we've got to show the world who he is. We've got to introduce him to the world in a way that's good and right. Revelatory thinking reveals heaven's reality and God's desire, thus demonstrating who God is. Revelatory thinking, revelatory thinking demonstrates heaven's reality and who God is. This is God's desire for Beaumont. That's why he said to the disciples, when you pray, pray, let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done. Let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. See, when the, when the world comes into the church, they should walk in here and through revelatory thinking, we should be able we should be able to demonstrate to them heaven's reality. No sick in heaven, no sick on earth. No lost in heaven, no lost in here. No depressed in heaven, no depressed in this room. Now I understand not every person is gonna get healed and not all depressed people are gonna go free, but that needs to be our goal. There's no sick people in heaven, not gonna tolerate it in this building. There's no depressed people in heaven, not gonna tolerate it in this building. Revelatory thinking. Words of knowledge begin to flow. The spirit of prophecy is working. Signs, wonders, and miracles that point men to Christ. All these things begin to happen. That's why revelatory thinking is so important. We need to think out of revelation. We need to think creatively. We need to think like God thinks. We need to think the thoughts of God. We need to change our mind. We need to turn our head. The church has got to get it straight. We've got to get our stinking thinking right. You've got to have revelatory thinking. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are my thoughts too small to prove what God's will is for humanity? Think about it. He said, don't be conformed to the world. Don't think like they do. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove to the world that I am who I say I am. But is our thinking too small? Show me the size of your gold and I'll show you the size of your God. Are we, are we presenting a small, defeated God to the world? Or with our creativity, original thought, initiating something, faith, boldness, no fear, courage, dare to think, dare to step out. When we do that, we're showing the world this is who Jehovah God is. This is who Elohim is because we dare to think and we dare to think big. We dare to do it. I want to ask you, are your thoughts too small to really prove? I've often been afraid that I would misrepresent him, 
that I would think too small, too low, reach too low. I've always been afraid that I would, I would be too small of a man. That's why years ago, was it uh, 2010, I was in prayer in here one day and I found myself praying, oh, I was at home and I was praying out loud and I was like, I was prophesying and I said, help me be the man that I need to be so you can be the God that I know you are because I know what hinders him is me in my small thinking. It's me that hinders him. We have to step out big. We have to come out bold and present a God that's big and bold that can change the world. We don't give altar calls anymore anymore because we're afraid. We don't lay hands on people anymore because we're afraid. What happens if they don't get healed? But what happens if they do? Change your thinking. Big thinking. Not afraid. Think about it. So, today's question is what are you thinking? What are you thinking? The power, the possibilities of a changed mind, a mind that changes, can change the world. Think about it. Stephen, come help me. Philippians chapter two and verse five. He said, let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you. So you know what that tells me? It's a choice. You gotta choose. You can think carnal and experience death, or you can think spiritual and experience life. It's your choice. Let this mind. That tells me every day I have to make a conscious decision to let the mind of Christ work in me and through me. And it transforms my thinking. And through that, it transforms me and I can change the world around me. I can do it. Jesus did it. They were constantly telling him what he could and could not do. He just kept going. They kept challenging him. He just kept going. Just kept going. Think about it. So today's takeaway, number one, the possibilities of a changed mind. You can change the direction of your entire life by changing your mind. Number two, the power of a single thought. You're only one thought away from changing your world. Just one thought could change everything. Number three, a transformed mind. Revelatory thinking reveals heaven's reality. And that's what we need. We need revelatory thinking. Think outside the box. We need heaven's reality on planet earth. We need to demonstrate the kingdom of God. This is who God is. And this is what God does. This is who he is. Let's don't misrepresent him. Let's don't pull back because we're afraid. Let's step out. Think big. Dream big. Be bold and loud. Because we serve a God like that. Let's do it. Let's do it. You can change your mind and change your life. Thank you for listening to the Cathedral Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit icathedral.org.